Beyond Radley. Business, careers, and more. Virtual talks by experts from our community. Good afternoon and welcome back to all members of the Radley community and to our school partners who've joined us today on Zoom. My name is Caroline Monaghan and I'm responsible for our Beyond Radley Career Speaker Programme, a series of talks designed to give you a live insight into the world of work. Over the next two weeks, we'll continue to bring you talks from a range of industries so that you can hear about the variety of roles in business and the early career paths into them. Our speaker today is going to talk about accountancy and is very keen to debunk the myth that accountancy is boring. He firmly believes that it can be a platform to some great roles in some really interesting businesses. I'm now going to introduce you to Ben Withenshaw. Ben has over 15 years of experience in finance. Once he qualified, he started his first accountancy role for PwC in the Cayman Islands for a year and a half, and then moved back to the UK to work in a variety of finance roles in both small and large companies, eventually becoming a finance director. In 2020, he started his own business, which means he is now an accountant and also a small business owner. Thank you, Ben. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I will just share my screen. Fantastic. So good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you for your time this afternoon. And uh, hopefully I will sh share some um, interesting or uh, helpful comments to potentially guide you into or away from accountancy, depending on where, where you currently sit on uh, with your thoughts on that. Um, I've got a, a brief nine slide uh, slide deck to go through and I'm going to touch on where I've been since I was at Radley, how I've transitioned through various um, different career opportunities, and I'll finish off with where I currently am now and how I see that, hopefully going forwards into 2021 and beyond. As Caroline said, I'm Ben Withenshaw. I was in C-Social and I left in 2001, uh, 20 years ago, uh, has flown by, but. I, there were only eight socials back then. I gather there's another one now, so now up to 10. I left Radley having studied uh, maths, chemistry and physics at A-level, and I got uh, an a and, uh, two A's and a B. I left Radley and I had a, a year out before I went to Durham. Um, I spent six months doing the fairly traditional, I guess, apart from the last 12 months, um, tour of um, Australia. I spent a long time in the outback, though. And then I moved on to Durham when I got back. Um, I studied chemistry at Durham and I had three fantastic years there, three fantastic years at Durham. So if anyone uh, is unsure of the universities and has their potential idea of Durham, um, it, it has a huge amount to offer and uh, I couldn't recommend that highly enough. Um, almost to the extent that I um, didn't do very well uh, or didn't do as well as I should have done and could have done. Uh, I was having too much, too much fun, I think, playing too much sport and not, not doing enough chemistry. But um, yeah, I definitely would recommend Durham as a place to look at in the future if, if you are looking uh, and unsure of where to consider. So I left Durham. I was unsure what I wanted to do, to be honest. Um, I had plenty of guidance from my father, who's a lawyer who suggested a professional qualification was the way forward and not being a big reader myself um, a lawyer was never going to be the way to do it so I applied for a job in Liverpool at a, at a small firm 
small city based firm and I started my ACA chartered accountancy qualification training there. Uh, I am not a red, however, which is quite handy in the last couple of days. So if there are any Liverpool fans out there, it's unlucky at the moment. Um, accountancy training is definitely uh, a tough time. It's hard work. There is no shorthand to professional work in the day and revision in the evening, at the weekends. You know, you've got to get through. Uh, I think now it's 14 exams. I think at the time I did 10 exams, but they've changed the exam system slightly now. But it, it, it was, you know, it's hard training, but I, th I think that's the, the point of it is that it's um, putting you through the rigours of what you have to expect in the professional world. And you've got to juggle a variety of different work environments and work requirements to, to get to the outcome. I qualified uh, 2007 and I'm now a fellow of the Institute. So on qualifying, a recruiter rang me up with uh, an offer of a job which I felt I could not turn down. Uh, he said, did I want to go and work in the Cayman Islands for PwC? And I thought for about one and a half seconds and then I said, yes, I did. <laughs> so I applied for the job, got the job, and I had uh, the best part of two years based in Cayman. I did quite a lot of traveling around the place, around the world, uh, predominantly in, uh, in the US, uh, working for, for PwC in hedge fund audit. So uh, Cayman Islands was an amazing place. Uh, did an awful lot of diving, as these pictures might show. Uh, saw quite a few sharks. And one amazing day looking at eagle rays, which were swam over the top. The work was 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 as audit in hedge fund might suggest, which is uh, very diligent, detailed analysis of accounts and very repetitive. So some people like that. After two years, I, I'd said that's fantastic. I had a wonderful time, but it's it's time to get back to what I felt was the real world. So I moved back to London, and for the last ten years, I have worked in three different companies. Um, across a variety of different sectors, both financial services, one electromechanical engineering, and the final one, a, an MRI company, as the head of finance and then finance director. Now, that has involved, it's an all-encompassing role working with, within an SME. You, you are the de facto HR team quite often. You um, you, you, you work with the, the lowest people in the company and you obviously work with the directors and you have to juggle requirements from opening the post and uh, dealing with the milkman through to dealing with the bank and the auditors and the lawyers and everything in, in between. So it's, it's a very varied role. And in my opinion, it's a very interesting role because you get to touch on every aspect of the company. It's also involved an awful lot of travel as well. Um, the US, Hawaii, as I say, Prague, Paris, Rotterdam, uh, and India uh, a couple of times. I had to go to India four days before my wedding, uh, which definitely caused um, a few anxious moments for my soon-to-be wife. 
but uh, amazing travel opportunities. And um, if you're prepared to to get stuck in, then there's a whole raft of different um, places you can go and see. I, uh, having taken my last company through a corporate sale, uh, the new owners, a Dutch entity, uh, had a slight change of direction, and I handed my notice in with the grand idea of starting um, a company. And then coronavirus decided to turn up, which probably wasn't the most ideal time. Um, but it has, uh, it's been a, a jump into the unknown and definitely uh, something I've had to get dive into headfirst. So I set up Surrey Hills Accountancy in April last year. And um, so far, things are, are going very well. We now have six employees. Um, I, I live in uh, Cranley, so just south of Guildford, uh, in the heart of Surrey. And we're a member of the Surrey Hills Enterprise, which is a, a an umbrella conglomerate to um, look after and support local businesses in the Surrey area. Um, I, we as a company support local businesses across the county and stretching into Sussex. Um, across a variety of different sectors so we look after yeah, MRI manufacturer um, some software companies a hedge fund a vineyard which definitely changes the idea of stock control uh, recruitment company uh, there's even a, a small ice cream uh, vendor in the village who, who we do their books for so it's again touching on quite serious corporate things and then day-to-day -day practical issues of a local village shop. And they all have their own, from their perspective, very important issues that need resolving. So to deal with them uh, involves different skills, different attitudes, and it's about finding that right mix. So the role of an accountant now, um, a qualified accountant can take many different roles. I've got friends who all set out from uni, they thought I'm gonna go and qualify as a chartered accountant. And as you can see, the, the list. So I've got close friends who are now, one who heads up the internal audit team of uh, FTSE 100 company. One who is in the strategy team, um, or sorry, leads the strategy department of a big company, a big charity in London. Uh, he's not in their finance team, albeit he obviously is on the senior leadership team, so he touches on finance, but there was a finance director who, who runs that team. There's a lawyer, he, his friend qualified as a chartered accountant and then thought he still needed some more exams to do, so he went on to become a lawyer as well. He must be a sucker for punishment, but um, auditors, both in big four firms and smaller ones. And then, again, SME finance lead roles, as, as I've come out of. And then I've even got a friend who, having been through the qualification, decided to stay in Cayman and is now a dive instructor. So very different uh, opportunities. It's not definitely not something that pigeonholes you into being a what, when I was qualifying, was a traditional, as I've said here, as a, a bean counter. It's, it, there are so many opportunities to experience different things whether it's traveling far and wide, whether it's getting involved in 
your local community and helping your local community or whether you want to be in the city working in banking working in high you know the the, the stressful um, city banking jobs or city finance jobs which obviously are also very rewarding as well um, the opportunity is there it's about um, from my perspective I feel it's about really getting stuck in and experiencing on the job all the different opportunities that do exist um, I'd say the the other thing I'd like uh, I feel I should say is at the moment I I know that there are I think more opportunities to get involved or potentially more opportunities to get involved as an accountant at the current time. For some reason, there seems to be a shortage of good quality accountants coming out of qualification. I know colleagues in other audit firms and accounting firms who are struggling to find the right quality of, of employee and um, there's definitely opportunities there. So if if there's an opportunity, if there's a potential to have an internship somewhere, and if it's something that you're looking to get involved in, then I would throw your hand out there and say, you know, you want to experience a couple of months here, a couple of months there, maybe a summer holiday uh, or an Easter holiday, maybe, um, to try your hand and see a bit more in detail about what 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 actually exists, because it may be that it highlights that actually it is something you're really interested in and which is great or conversely you may think actually you know i'm glad i tried it because it's not quite for me but that that also is great because it leads you on to where you want you know might want to go so in summary i'd say get stuck in basically I throw your hand at, at any opportunity and get stuck in and you'll you'll definitely reap the rewards thanks ben that was that was brilliant um, when you talked about your career path, um, you were saying you, that it wasn't necessarily a traditional pathway into accountancy. If you were at school now um, and you thought, right, I'm going to go for this. I actually I've heard Ben and I want to become an accountant. What would you be what would be the recommended path from school onwards in terms of university and then moving your way into an accountancy qualification? Sorry, a quali- uh, career. So I think getting some experience. I think showing showing the an employer, a prospective employer, that you have used your initiative to offer your experience in a in a holiday period to whether it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months, um, any employer would be delighted to have someone to come and see what they're doing. And you know, I would love to if someone wanted to come and do some work experience, I would purely just to to help them it would be great to give them the opportunity to show them what we do on a day-to-day basis. And it really is from posting menial journals um, about, you know, uh, yeah, simple bank journals through to talking about high value transactions. And they're both as important as each other and showing someone that. And, and I think that gives them the, would give them the, the experience to, or an idea of the experience as to what's involved. Um, and also talking to people. So whether it's in a firm, talking to the different employees about their specific role and what they do and getting a broader opinion of everyone's role within a company. So 
it's easy for me to sit here and say, go and do some internship, but how you go about doing that is probably trickier. I, I agree. Um, writing letters. I, I got my first job in Liverpool. Um, it's a bit different now, I guess, but I, I wrote three or four different letters to different county firms and sent in my CV at the time. And um, I think being proactive is the way forward. Absolutely. So if you, um, so you went to university and you did chemistry, um, would you recommend going to university before you then go on to a qualification? Presumably you have to take that path. You have to have a degree to then go on and try and qualify as an accountant. So you, you don't know, no, actually. Um, to, to, I think to get into a big four firm, you, you do need a degree. Um, I know, I do know a, a good close friend, I say colleague, I, I don't work, work with him, but I work very closely with him. Uh, he works for a, another accountancy firm nearby who did his AAT qualification, so accounting technician qualification, straight from school. And he took that and then he, within his audit firm, they took him on as a, a chartered accountancy student, having proved that he could get through his AAT. So it's not a it's not a requirement of the institute that you need to have a degree, but I think getting a training contract would be tougher without a degree if you haven't shown that you have the ambition and drive to progress to that level. So I think if you, I would definitely love, think university is great. I had a wonderful time at university. I. As I said at the time, I don't think I did as much work as I should have done, but I still learnt a lot more than I, in hindsight, I learnt more than I thought I learnt at the time. It's not just about the academics, it's about growing up and um, experiencing being an adult outside of school, I guess. You know, you're in, in growing up in Radley was wonderful, but there's an element of it not being... 100% the real world and going out to university was there was definitely some growing up to be done uh, and and I met my closest friends who I'm still close with so it's it's definitely um it was good fun thanks Ben we've got quite a few questions coming through on the chat now please everyone do put questions on the chat you've got your chance to to grill our expert here um, just pertaining to the conversation we were just having. So do you think your university, if you do choose to go on to university, do you think your degree that you take matters or helps when you go into, into accountancy, if that's the pathway you want to take, or do you think just any degree would be fine? I think from an employer's perspective, if I was sent a CV by someone who had done a numerical degree, whether it be maths, chemistry, or, you know, something numerical based, I feel that would probably gain my attention more quickly than someone who might have done a English degree, as an example. But it wouldn't be a showstopper, absolutely not. It, I would be interested in someone who would show, would be showing ambition and drive and the will to ultimately get qualified and to show that they want to become an accountant. The fact that they've had the ambition and ability to go through the degree, whatever it might be, shows that they've, they've, already, they've already proved that ambition. So I don't think it really matters. 
I you, you can definitely do a, um, a language or a, you know, um, non-numerical degree and still be become an accountant. It's definitely not going to preclude you from that. Uh, just adding to that, we've got a question here. Um, would economics or business at A-level count as a numerical subject? Mm, absolutely. Definitely. Okay, great. And then following on from that, another question from Felix. Out of the qualifications like ACA, ACCA and CIMA, thank you for those acronyms, which one do you think is the best? Selfishly, I'm going to say ACA because that's what, what I qualified with. Um, it uh, Practically, there is I, there was some a degree of... Um, pick my words carefully a degree of ACA being a chartered accountant with the either the Institute of Chartered Accountants of England and Wales or there's a Scottish equivalent was seen as being the sort of the premier qualification I believe now that over time that is definitely eroded um, ACCA the, the certified chartered accountancy qualification and SEMA, the industry management accountancy qualification, are more and more highly thought of as time goes on. And they are definitely more, potentially more relevant. So I know friends who are SEMA accountants, they work in uh, SME companies. They, they, they are the, the basis of the, the finance team. They, they run it. And potentially they have better training for that role than a, an ACA accountant. If you work in a big four firm, and this is where I'm not speaking from experience because I did not qualify in a big four firm, but in a big four firm, potentially you will qualify as an auditor or as an accountant, having spent 18 months looking at fixed assets as a whole or 18 months looking at liability reconciliations which while you will be very good at that you might not have the very detailed um, but less experience of looking at a broad variety of information on personal tax corporate tax charity SORP accounts there's, so there's a trade-off between bigger companies with more highly respected job careers I suppose you know if you qualify in a big four firm it looks better on your cv there's no question and getting a more a broader experience training with a smaller firm but potentially your onward move is maybe hampered slightly and there's that trade-off and there's no way of knowing what's the right way because you you're not going to do both but so in summary i don't believe now that there is really a, I don't think it should stop you choosing one from the other. I think if you are determined and ambitious, if you are SEMA qualified, ACA qualified or ACCA qualified, I think you can be equally as successful. Brilliant, thank you. That's very comprehensive. Um, just in terms of qualities of an individual, so if you're sitting here thinking, oh, I might want to do that, what sort of characteristics do you think you need to have to succeed as an accountant? I mean, you talked earlier about attention to detail. 
obviously being one of them, but um, what other things might be uh, be useful? Because presumably you're having to use a lot of communication skills now in starting your own business. So um, it sounds like there's a variety of things. So detail, definitely. And that, that in itself is an interesting subject. So I qualified as and did a lot of audit work. And then I, as I said, spent time in PwC auditing hedge funds. And while detail was essential there, it did not, nothing needed to reconcile to the penny because there was an area of materiality that the accounts needed to be close to. And if they were within that materiality, we were happy that the accounts were true and fair. Now, that's all very well, but if you're preparing a set of accounts for a, a local shop in the village or town, they need their accounts to, to reconcile to the penny. So there's, there's a balance to be met between how detailed and how accurate you need to be, and they're both right, in essence. Um, and I'm finding that at the moment, there's a very interesting trade-off. So I have someone who works for me who will not be happy unless any reconciliation is to the penny. And if it's not to the penny, she will not be accepting of the fact that it's not correct. Whereas I'm probably a little bit more lenient. And as long as I know that it's materially correct, and as long as a couple of things balance, so the bank obviously has to balance to the penny because the bank is the money in the bank is what in the bank then i'm prepared to be a bit more flexible and i feel and that that's the trade-off between historic accounts and commercial forecasting and planning so if you're looking forwards you need to use an air of commerciality and an air of you need to be able to forecast reasonably whereas history you have to be able to reconcile to the penny because history is fact so going back to i suppose your question caroline we you need to be able to mix up your your um qualities and um and obviously some people have more analytical minds than others but you definitely need to be prepared to prepared to know that you're right and when you know you're right you need to stand your ground so you need to say no this is right and I believe it's right for this reason now that reason may not be true but you need to be able to substantiate the reason why you feel you're right and speak up when that's the case from a, an employer's perspective I, I so we now have six there are six people and we're soon to be recruiting for a seventh and I will be looking for someone who is prepared to use their voice um, in a polite and professional manner. So I don't want someone who's going to sit back and be told this is what you've got to do all the time. They need to be able to be proactive and um, use their initiative, I guess. Thank you. That's, that's a good answer. Um, in terms of the industries, uh, there's obviously been um, winners and losers in the last year or so, but in terms of the best types of industries for accountants to go into now, um, I mean, technology is one that springs to mind for me. Uh, but what do you think they would be? I, I think technology, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think um, software, and there are lots of software companies which are growing very quickly across all sectors and all sizes, to be honest. There are small software companies, 
that are, are setting up from um, you know one two 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 people in the company who who have um, de developing a product and they need financial support and then there are large entities that have a big finance team already and they obviously come with their own requirements so i think i think software is, a, is definitely a growing area if slightly controversially i would actually say at the moment we have an awful lot of inquiries from areas where you wouldn't think they might be you know at the moment everyone needs accountancy support and everyone needs or wants to know where they're going to be in the next 12 months. And there are lots of businesses that, businesses that exist, which they, they run, they run for their shareholder requirements. So they, you know, perfectly legitimately, they, they trade, they make a profit, that profit is used to, for the, for the shareholder for, for, and, you know, for their earnings, but they don't look ahead and they don't forecast ahead. So I think across a whole wide range of industries, there are opportunities around. And, and I think in the next 12 months, well, it's tricky to say, but I think that will continue to grow in the next 12, 24 months. So do you think COVID has had a, a positive impact in some ways on, on um, the career of accountancy or for accountants? I do, I do. I think um, while at the moment there's a bit of a, a lull and especially in the audit work where lots of companies are lots of companies that audit firms you know work with are busting down the hatches um they are they will come back and everyone needs an audit or everyone needs the financial support of an accountant to help them forecast and and um cash flow plan their, their growth or their recovery out of covid so I think I think it's it's an area where there's definitely not going to be a shortage of requirements. Yeah. Well, looking to the future, um, you know, when people may have qualified and they may want to move around uh, in their career, is it relatively straightforward to move between businesses as an accountant, so that you see a lot, you know, you get a lot of kind of career experience that way? It, it is my my experience of you know, moving jobs has been, when I qualified, a, a recruitment company rang me up and there is always a list of qualified accountants when they pass their exams. So the day the exam passes go out, there's there's a, a pass list which goes onto the Institute website. So it's quite easy to find out who, who those, who those uh, newly qualified people are. From, from Cayman, I, I actually came back from Cayman without a job. Um, I took a bit of a punt. I, I could have come back in the audit firm with PwC, but I, I did. I wanted a change, and I, when I came back, I wrote, I think, thirty letters, and I tailored the letter to, you know, direct to the specific individual, the the CFO, the finance director, the the, the relevant head of finance at the time. So that took a bit of work, you know, probably best part of a week, or, or, I imagine, and I had a job inside three weeks. So I would put that down to maybe luck, but I definitely wouldn't have got it with if I hadn't written 30 letters. And, you know, I had three different third stage interviews and accepted one of them. 
and then moving on from that role that was in the city that was in a in a brokerage in the city moving on from that role i used another recruitment agent who was looking to place me outside of london i was looking to move out of london and from there it's been contacts really it's people i've you know not a friend of a friend but a, a business associate of a business associate who i've talk to um, and I think that comes back to being quite proactive and being quite open to talk if you're if you're open to the opportunity and you're prepared to put yourself out there then with some hard work that opportunity will exist absolutely you've mentioned a lot that you try that you've traveled a fair amount um in your career is that quite typical for a career in accountancy or is that something you sought out deliberately i don't think it is particularly typical i think i think my cayman stint has potentially enhanced how that looks because there was quite a lot of travel in cayman because of the nature of the role that every hedge fund that's registered in cayman islands has to have an audit in their own jurisdiction as well so any hedge funding, you know, registered there, but is also in New York or Washington or wherever it might be. There was a lot of work in those individual locations. I then joined one of the companies I joined had branches in Paris and in, um, in a little place called Pierschny in Slovakia, just north of Prague. So that role was taken on knowing there was regular travel there every month. And from there, they set up, or I was in, I helped set up their US subsidiary. So that involved travel to Atlanta. And then they had a joint venture in India and they were buying out the joint venture in India. So that's why what took me to Bangalore. So I wouldn't say it's um, very, regular that you'd get that much travel but there are companies that do offer that so if you if you like that travel idea it's definitely possible to seek it out brilliant thank you and what was it um in a bit more detail that made you decide to start your own business and uh have you ever had any regrets on that one i have no, i've not had any regrets no absolutely not I'm definitely working considerably longer hours now than I was before when I was an employee. Um, but that's the part of that. The benefit is I'm now working for myself. So that I don't know if that's a benefit or a, um, I'm not sure my wife would say the same when I'm still up here in the evening, just doing one last thing when uh, I should be downstairs. But it, it's, what led me to do it, I think, were, was, well, two things. Firstly, my hand was slightly forced. Uh, I handed my notice in at my previous role in November 19 on a six-month notice, and COVID turned up. And the role that I was going to um, very quickly disintegrated into thin air. But I have always wanted to have a go at doing what I'm doing. I've always wanted to... Um, not be entirely answerable to someone and to take that risk on myself. And from a practical aspect, I'm loving the variety that I'm getting now. 
So I still work with the two, the three companies that I've worked in as an employee for the last 10 years. I still do some work for, or a lot of work for two of them. But it's on a it's on all the interesting parts. And I'm picking up a lot more work where it is spread across different sectors. So I'm no longer just dealing with MRI machines and a software business looking at their software requirements. I'm now looking at um, a raft of different things. Um, this morning I was talking to someone about buying a brand new ice cream machine, which costs £35,000. And for them, that's a radical sum of money for their business and they need to know how to finance that. So we've talked with um, a couple of different soft lent, soft funding lenders to see if they can lend against that and that will radically change their business and then in an, in the next instance i'm talking to a dutch shareholder of the company that's just been sold on their rate of return on their investment so it's it's a, such a wide varied role which is really interesting <laughs> and really enjoyable so i i don't regret it at all um, the challenges that exist are much larger than I imagined, or I perceive challenges. There's a lot more employee issues than I imagined, and I don't mean issues in a bad sense. Uh, touch wood, so far, um, everyone is, is brilliant. I couldn't have been luckier with the people that, that Surrey Hills employs, but... It comes with it other challenges looking after them uh, especially in the current time you know their um, mental well-being um, ensuring they're getting the stimulation and the work training that they need and want um, part of their employment contract is their training role so they're going through their exams at the moment uh, i've got three three employees doing their acca exams at the moment they've got there's another set of exams the week after next. And it's, it's managing all of that as well as doing the client work, which is uh, the, the challenging bit, which I guess I probably didn't think would be as time consuming as it is. Absolutely. Very big, big difference when you're running your own business. Are you, are yeah. you, are you your own accountant as well for your business? Uh, um yes uh, the, the the a colleague who followed who i stole or she followed me she took a leap of faith she um does lots of the lots of our books but yes the, the two of us sort of look after it thank you ben um any more questions do put them on the chat just one more from me um really just sort of going back to your time at radley and then the path that you followed would you would you do everything the same again, or would you do anything differently with the benefit of hindsight? Bit of a mean question. <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight, well, I would. Um, I think I would have done maths at Durham or somewhere else. I think I. I was never the best at maths, but I was always reasonably good. I did my GCSE maths eighteen months early, and then did a. Um, I think it was AO maths at the time. I don't, I don't know if that still exists now, but there was, a, there was a sort of interim level between GCSE and A level. And I don't know what took me away from doing a maths degree, but, uh, but 
I think in hindsight that may have led to a better degree outcome, but who knows? Um, I imagine I would have still had in as equally a good a time at Durham and therefore the result on the degree result may be, it may have resulted in the same thing. So I'm not sure I would change a great deal. Um, I personally am very glad I trained in a small firm. I feel I got a very broad experience across a variety of different accounting needs. Now that's definitely not for everyone at all. Um, some people love and understandably love working in a big four firm or big 10 firm, top 10 firm, and they will benefit from that. There's, you know, more um, colleagues the same age doing a similar thing, which can, can have a benefit as well. So I'm, there's definitely pros and cons of both. I wouldn't, I definitely, it's not a one, one's better than the other, but for me personally, getting a broad experience was, um, was good and I enjoyed it. That's great. Thank you. And would you recommend a trip to the uh, Cayman Islands? I would definitely recommend a trip to the Cayman Islands. I took um, my family back there. We were considering moving back there 18 months ago, May 2019. We went there for two weeks to to um, show my wife the place, really. And, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic place. It's... Um, it's very expensive to go there on holiday. That's the only, the, only, the only word of warning. If you live there, you earn there tax-free. So you, it's very expensive still, but you, you also get resident rates on various things. If you go there on holiday, you will come back considerably poorer. <laughs> Going anywhere on holiday right now would be a lovely thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Look, th thanks, Ben. That has been incredibly useful. Thank you so much for giving up your time today to come and talk to us. Um, that's, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. On Friday, Nick Lang, Radley Parent, is going to talk about planning your gap year and some of the things to consider to make it a success. Just a final reminder, don't forget you can watch any of these on Radley video if you've missed them. Thank you for attending and um, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Check our channels for the latest news and events from the Radley and Society.